Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey, welcome back to another episode of uh, Active Listening with T4 Tactics. And uh, we've got a special guest here this morning. This morning, first I want to talk about our sponsor is Lynchburg Indoor Arms, 113 Sunburst Road uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia. The phone number is 434-525-2604. And we'll mention that again uh, at the end. Uh, but they've got an uh, absolutely wonderful uh, indoor range. They do FFL transfers, full stock of gun and accessories and more. Uh, every The first Tuesday of every uh, month, they have the well-armed woman uh, that meets there. It's a group, ladies, that you can join. It's really great because one one week, one month, they'll clean guns. Uh, they'll talk about first aid, safety, other things. Then they go downstairs and shoot. So ladies, if you're looking at a group to get into of like-minded women uh, that like to shoot and like the, two, the Second Amendment, check out Lynchburg Arms and uh, check out the Well-Armed Woman the first Tuesday. Uh, good people there. If you need guidance on purchasing a firearm, they will guide you. Not necessarily out to make a commission or money, but uh, they'll do the right thing. So with that being said, um, we've got a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by T4 Tactics or Marco Galbraith are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of our associate or sponsor. Any uh, content provided by our followers or authors are of their opinion and not intended to to change the mind of any nation, state, religious, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Okay, we got that out of the way. Chris Feraldi. Lynchburg City Council, running for Lynchburg City Council. That's right. Um, welcome. Great to be here. I Thank feel like so I've much. already talked for 45 minutes and now, and I now know, you're going to... I know. Um, so what's your background and yeah. experience? Well, uh, again, to your listeners, uh, my name is Chris Feraldi. I'm the Republican nominee for the Ward 4 seat on Lynchburg City Council. Um, Ward 4 is uh, is a district that is in between 221 and, and Timberlake Road uh, and cuts into the center of town. It's uh, Winhurst, Sandusky, um, Richmond Hills... Um, up into the, the Fort Hill area and then up Link Road a little bit. Okay. Um, my background, uh, son of a pastor from South Jersey. I grew up on the Jersey Shore um, and moved down here to go to Liberty. Um, went to school here, fell in love with the community, and really just started to get plugged in. Um, I have two degrees from Liberty University. Excellent. Uh, my first was in government and pa- uh, pastoral leadership, actually, so mm-hmm. I combined the two. Yeah. Uh, and really, I call it go- government with a biblical mindset. Um, yeah, is really that education I got. The second degree is a degree, a master's degree in business, with a focus on executive leadership. Good, really, really good. more focused on how do we manage our our people well and how do we make them succeed versus I need to figure out this accounting problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more focused on the interpersonal uh, management of people. Um, Professionally, I, I, I've really been involved legislatively, um, mm-hmm. working for the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance as their government relations director, mm-hmm. um, working for Congressman Bob Goodlatte, Senator Chuck Grassley. Um, that really has me uh, a lot of diverse experience in the legislative realm. Yeah. And uh, I'm currently employed with uh, Delegate Wendell Walker, mm-hmm. and I'm just his legislative aide in the 23rd House District. Um, and uh, really uh, connected with him when he's in Richmond and back here in the district, just trying to help the community as best as possible. Excellent. So um, 
uh, yeah, it's a little bit about my background and happy to go. Well, the education and experience alone is great for the position you're running for sure. with the council. I mean, sure. you're, you've, uh, you've already got a, a good foothold on it, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so why are you running? Well, about a year and a half ago, uh, actually more, more like a year ago, um, there was a, a Republican primary for um, Delegate Scott Garrett's seat, uh, which is House District, District 23. And uh, Councilman Turner Perro made it quite clear that he was not going to seek re-election on city council if he lost the primary or the general election. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, there was a conversation between me and him, and we found that it would be um, probably a good fit for a young conservative who's energetic and passionate about the city he's right. living in um, to pursue this. And uh, what we found is that the time when I was working for the Business Alliance in town, which is the Chamber and Economic Development Office for the region, um, I, I wouldn't be able to sit on council if I was to win and be employed there. There would be a bit of a conflict of interest. Right. We put the idea to bed. I wasn't really sold on the idea of giving up my, my, my full-time job to pursue this. Yeah. Um, financially, it just wouldn't yeah. be possible. Yeah come to late last year and delegate walker needed someone to uh run his office and and keep him in check and and make sure the trains are running on time so to speak and he said he was totally comfortable hey if you want to pursue this i'm i'm fine if you want to pursue mm -hmm. it uh, matter of fact uh, there's a mayor i believe from chatham who's a legislative aide um in the house of delegates so this is not the first time this has happened yeah good and um, really, the Lord just started to open up the opportunity to say, if you want to pursue this, I'm, I'm putting it before you. I was just to say, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He, he, he seems does. to make things happen for us. Yeah. So after a conversation with Delegate Walker, the incumbent, who is Councilman Turner Perro, he, he, he had his full support. And then the backing of the party, uh, the Republican Party locally, mm -hmm. it, it just it fell into place. And really, the reason I think it fell into place is because there is a desire for strong conservative leadership on Lynchburg City there Council. There is. There is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, someone who champions our public safety personnel. Right. Who actually wants to be fiscally accountable, who wants to have conservative principles that guide their decision making. Right. But also, here's this unique, unique aspect. Yeah. There's no young conservative on Lynchburg City Council. Yeah. There's no young voice who's advocating for the that kind of a governing style, governing principles. Yeah. And uh, and really, it just started to fall into place in that way. So that's 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 why we decided to yeah. run. Yeah. Excellent. Sounds like you got the right idea. What uh, What's the platform for your campaign? I listed it a, a little bit in your previous question, but mm -hmm. the platform is very simple: conservative principles, yeah. financial accountability. Yeah continued economic development, actually prioritizing our public safety personnel, and having representatives on council who really have an attentive ear. Yeah. Actually being able to sit down with someone and listen to their concerns and not just have a pre-written speech about exactly. where they are on the issue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what we need. Um, so coronavirus, how in the world did you get your campaign, your message out there during the lockdown, the shutdown? This mm. business is closed. You can't come to my house. How do you? Yeah, what'd you do? Certainly no uh, no uh, kissing babies and shaking hands. Yeah, no, no, there's not. Uh -uh. Um, well, I mean, leave it to the millennial candidate to yeah. to run a digital campaign. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hate, I hate to yeah. go there, but um, yeah. you know, thankfully we had a strategy in place very early on to use. Um, our, our our Facebook knowledge and digital marketing knowledge mm -hmm. to promote that conservative message here locally. Right. And um, at the end of the day, I, c I can be the candidate. 
um, someone else could be the candidate. It's the message that turns out the votes. Right. And I believe it's that platform of conservative principles and the others items that really started to take hold. And we're seeing really good responses to all the ads we're running on Facebook, all the, the posts we're putting up, the policy stances we're taking. Yeah. Um, being interviewed locally by uh, podcasts like yours, yeah. uh, WLNI, WIQO, yeah. um, the local news outlets really helps us connect um, with the voters right now because there's really not a great opportunity to meet people pers- uh, person to person. Yeah. So those are some of the strategies we've used. We're using other things um, to really connect with the voters one-on-one. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just so thankful our, our, our campaign has been blessed um, with with people who are willing to give of their time and treasure to uh, help promote this message. Yeah. Um, so we've used a combination of, of new strategies and old, like yeah. a yard sign or a mailer. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And we need change. We need positive, fresh change. And we were talking before we, we went on air with this podcast, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I've been following you on Facebook, like, this is the change we need. Mm-hmm. It's positive, it's fresh, and we've got to target the, like you said, we got to target the younger folks. Yeah. we got to get them involved. If, if the younger folks aren't involved, we're going to, 10, 15 years down the road, we lose. Well, you know, we... To, to be honest, in the Lynchburg area, the the, the percentage of young uh, professionals in this yeah. area is quite high. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, with all the colleges and universities, I'm yeah. one of those graduates who stayed in the area and started working. Yeah. Um, and I think they need a voice on council who... who advocate for their behalf yes um and and you know someone who has fresh ideas new ideas right um who can who who, who can offer that voice yeah, and who will listen to the people absolutely yep. what's your stance on the this is all my listeners are, are probably chomping at the bit to hear this one yeah. what's your stance on the second amendment and sanctuary cities you know, I, I was disappointed you know with with lynchburg city council just making it number one hard to get the hearing for the sanctuary city and then the their attitude towards those people in that in that uh auditorium that night it was it was embarrassing it i i i, I agree with you yeah. um and i want your listeners to know especially those who live within city limits here in lynchburg that public hearing was never supposed to happen, regardless mm-hmm. of the fact that it did. Yeah. Because the majority voted against right. having it. Right. I do have to commend Sterling Wilder, who's mm-hmm. the current Ward 2 representative, yeah. where, where credit is due. Right. And he said, you know, regardless if you push the wrong button, we just turned away 200 people that, saying... That's right. Right? Uh, that we should have this public hearing. That's right. So I commend him for that. But the major- let's be clear here. The majority of Lynchburg City Council thought it was not important enough to hear from the constituency about their belief that the city of Lynchburg should be a Second Amendment sanctuary. Yep. The same people that voted for them mm-hmm. and got them in office, they don't want to hear from. And that's before entertaining the thought. Right, That's right. not That's not debating the issue. That is just the right. thought. Right, right. That's Did, compelling. Didn't even have the respect to give them the time of day, which, which they need to at least listen. So yeah. moving forward to the actual Second Amendment sanctuary yeah. uh, night in Lynchburg, um, I was actually first to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you were there that night or not, but yep. I was the first person there, and I remember standing at that microphone, and, and I looked out to the crowd, and I said, uh, simply put, if you support this resolution here tonight, which was to make Lynchburg a Second Amendment sanctuary, I just want you to stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1,400 people. Yes. Stood up. I remember that. To a council of seven. Yeah. And saying, we support this. Yeah. And then they turned it down 5-2. Yeah. Amazing. 
So totally disregarded yeah, the people. Let, let me be crystal clear. There yeah. are three issues um, that I believe I am I am I have no wavering, no discussion on. It's the Second Amendment. Yeah. And it's the sanctity of life. Yeah. And it's the Constitution. Yeah. And you're a gun owner. You carry mm-hmm. and absolutely. You shoot and practice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You have to. If yeah. you don't, I mean, you'll start to lose your skill. But more right. importantly, I'm exercising my right to protect myself. That's right. From any danger that could come to myself or my friends and family. That's and right. And that's my right. That's right. It's, it's absolutely right. I, and and I, I tell the listeners and I tell the people that take my firearm safety classes if you were one of the people at that sanctuary city that night, you had better vote and you'd better bring five of your friends with you Absolutely. to vote. Absolutely. You wouldn't believe the people that sit in here in the classroom and they complain about uh, you know, Second Amendment in, in sanctuary cities. And I ask them, well, did you vote? I had to work that day. There is no excuse. It, by, not, by not voting, you're voting for the other side. Yeah. Which, which brings me to the next question. What are options? What are the excuses? There is no excuse to say I, I can't vote. Yeah. People leave work on their lunch break and go vote. They make it very easy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I do want to quell a bit of a misconception. Mm-hmm. If you were to think what demograph uh, what uh, d- party typically Lynchburg falls to, is mm-hmm. it is it a Democrat city or is it a Republican city? Mm-hmm. And sometimes people say it's Democrat. Sometimes people say it's Republican. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Lynchburg is a solid Republican yeah. city. Yeah. The problem is people don't vote, like you right. just said. So what are our options? Yeah. Um, depending on when you listen to, uh, to this podcast, um, you're, you can currently, uh, up until tomorrow, which is May 16th, you can vote at the Kemper Street Registrar for the city in mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. early. Um, and Up until tomorrow, which is the 16th. The 16th. You got all day mm-hmm. to go down there and do that. Okay. You can do, I, I believe, till 5 o'clock. Go till 4 just mm-hmm. in case I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can vote in person there, and I encourage you to vote for conservative candidates. Um, that is one valid way to do that. Unfortunately, at this time, the, the deadline to request an absentee ballot has passed. Mm-hmm. So you would have to go to uh, your local polling place, which they will be open on Election Day, which is May 19th. Um, and and I, I want to touch on this because I know your audience is very concerned about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Here's why it was so important to pass the Second Amendment Sanctuary um, City Resolution. Because up-and-coming in Richmond was legislation to authorize localities to create their own gun laws in public places. Right. Okay? Yeah. So that resolution would have stamped in stone to an extent and I'm acknowledging that it was not a legally binding resolution. Right. It was more yeah, of a yeah. statement. That's right. Um, I realize that would have pr- showed the community that we stand up for your Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Well, now Richmond has acted, and the governor has signed that legislation. Mm-hmm. Now, now meaning July 1 of this year, localities will now have the authority to tell you, that's a, scary. A, a law-abiding citizen, yeah. that you do not have the right to carry a firearm into City Hall. Yeah. That's to scary. protect and other city buildings and other city buildings yeah. or the park park if yeah. i'm with my family that's right and my two little children i'm i don't have any children but yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah exactly example exactly and um it's miller park maybe and yeah. it's going into the evening and someone starts approaching me and yeah. starts threatening me yeah according to the city if you're carrying a firearm that could be whatever punishment mm-hmm. yeah and that's wrong right and that's why it was so important to pass that resolution absolutely right and that's also why it's so important you get out and vote this coming Tuesday because city the current majority on city council who number one said it's not even worth debating with you what you think about the second amendment yeah. and then two thought fourteen hundred people coming to an event like this was not enough to tell them that they needed to vote mm-hmm. a certain way 
I think we all know where the current majority of Lynchburg City Council stands on this. Absolutely. Amendment. That was embarrassing and uh, very arrogant and uh, irresponsible to not to, to do what they did to us. Absolutely. And I think we're going to change it uh, Tuesday. And I think they're going to see that there were consequences yeah, for what they do. Absolutely. Um, do you think Lynchburg City Council supports first responders? Or maybe maybe I shouldn't say do they support them, but what, what do you feel about that? Do they, are they behind them? Well, Marco, I, I, I like to say I think we all support our teachers. I think we all support our firefighters right. and our policemen and our right. EMS personnel, right? But let's look at where we're putting the money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you can talk and talk and talk. Um, politicians can give this long-winded answer, you know, yes, I support but I'm also going to allocate this these dollars somewhere here, and I'm going to throw these dollars at this yeah. organization and that organization. At the end of the day, I'm looking at where we're putting the money in the city budget, your tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, and I'm claiming, that the current majority on Lynchburg City Council, regardless of what they're telling you, does not support our public safety personnel. Right. Because they're not allocating the needed resources to these people to get the job done and do it well to feel like they're getting the fair share of right. what they're owed. Yeah. Let's think about this for a moment, if you don't mind. The average relief factor in this city is three for a firefighter. What does that mean to your listeners who don't understand what, what, mm -hmm. that, what that language means? The recommended staffing for a fire truck in a city our size is five firefighters. Yeah. We're below that. Right. Okay. So we're overworking our firefighters. We're underpaying them. Mm -hmm. And we're expecting them to, after working a 24-hour shift, which is how they work, we're expecting them to work mandatory overtime because we don't have enough staff right. to fill the need if Jerry gets Smith and Ronnie gets uh, goes on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, Chris, me, I have to work a mandatory overtime. Which is... Double time and a half. Or I don't know how they do it up here, but it's it's expensive. However expensive it is, yeah. that's not my point. Right. My point is, okay, they're asking me to work another 24 hours, mm -hmm. and there's a fire down in Greenview. Right. And you're expecting me to actually be able to fire fight that fire effectively. Yeah. That's an example. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going on within the city. And you're telling me that you, a member of city council, support your firefighters. Yeah. I would say the dollars associated to the budget and how you vote on that budget say otherwise. Yeah, well, and if we have a, a you know, if we have a, a bad house fire, or an apartment fire, mm -hmm. and a serious which we just had actually, yeah, yeah, and a serious uh, car crash, mm -hmm. we're done. And and some people say, you know, some of the council members because I was a cop in, in the Daytona Beach area, and some of the council members say, well, we pull from another city. That's response time. That's precious response time. If I'm in need of medical or fire, I want them there immediately because I'm paying those tax dollars. I don't really care about them coming from another county mm -hmm. or another city because we could be looking at 10 or 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Well, what happens, let, let's, let's play out a hypothetical here. Mm -hmm. the, the current discussion is about a, a fully staffed medic unit, common lingo would be ambulance, Yeah, yeah, uh, right. at the uh, fire station eight, which is Old Graves Mill Road. It's the center part of town. Right. And matter of fact, it's the number one area the city is poised to grow yeah. exponentially. Right. There is no let, let's think about this. There is no full time ambulance mm -hmm. at the fire station in the neighborhood that's supposed to grow the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That's amazing. What does that fire station cover? That covers Winhurst. Mm -hmm. That covers Sandusky. That covers parts of Cornerstone, which is not in Ward 4, but it, that's the part of town it's in. Yeah. So you have 
a fire truck responding to chest pains. You have these situations where a fire truck gets called to a fire and then another fire truck gets called to another issue. Right. All of a sudden, you don't have an ambulance covering the summit where there's a large elderly That's right. population. That's right. And now my grandmother has just died because yeah. there wasn't an ambulance that can get there in time. That's right. That's right. That's 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 why I'm saying the current majority on Lynchburg City Council really does not yeah. prioritize public safety and in turn does not prioritize your safety. Right. We've got to bring in more firemen. We've got to pay our police officers more. We've got to yep. make sure the police department has uh, enough up-to-date equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, training. Training mm-hmm. is huge. So it's, it's like one of those things where you don't ever think about needing it. But boy, I tell you what, when something happens mm-hmm. and you can't get an officer there or a firefighter there, it, it, we had a a city council that wouldn't give us a lot enough police officers for our mm-hmm. city and the city was growing rapidly and uh and then but then those same city council members would call and complain i called on this and i don't have a police officer here and it's been an hour and a half that's because you mm-hmm. won't give us any more staffing see it's how it feels example. it's a great example and, uh, and it happened all the time yeah and, and we don't we have to pro- people don't realize that police have to prioritize calls mm-hmm. there's the armed robbery that comes before the lady that's locked her keys in her car or the dog barking or sure. or somebody's bicycle stolen so it, it yeah you, you just i agree you need more more firemen and and it's a public safety thing it is and at the end of the day and i'll i'll, I'll throw this question out you know, well, how do you pay for it, Chris? I, I realize we need to pay our people more, but yeah. how do you do it? Well, I would argue that we're spending so much money on all these other projects mm-hmm. in town or we're throwing money at these different organizations that we're not having people who are really saying, look, what are the core services that we need to have right. within the city of Lynchburg? Right. And if you're not keeping your community safe, it doesn't matter how much money you're giving to this or that, whatever it is in the budget. So right. I think we need to be really looking at how can we be fiscally responsible here and prioritizing what we need to really prioritize. Absolutely. And that's how, we, I, that's how I believe we can pay Absolutely. for Absolutely. Building services. blocks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Building yep. blocks. Yep. Um, Lynchburg was one of the many cities across this country that were hit with the coronavirus. Yeah. We need some. We've got some rebuilding to do. There's businesses that have closed. There's there's uh, grads that haven't got to graduate. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. The city financially isn't doing so well because yeah. of it. How would you? What's your plan to rebuild, or what would you do to come in and say, you know what? Here's how we bounce back from that. Well, uh, and I think the the current the current governing body, um, the majority of the current. Uh, City Council has made some positive steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, city management said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna push back the deadline for you to pay your your meals tax. Well, that doesn't help if I'm a restaurant. Yeah. I'm pushing off. Yeah, I still owe you though. Right. What? That, how does that yeah. help me if I'm not able to pay you? Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. yeah. But you're still expecting me to pay. I yeah. would have rather say, hey, we need to cut some spending and we need to cut that tax. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do to right. help build that out. How do we recover? Simple things. Instead of saying we're going to give you a $25, $30 ticket for parking here, we're going to pause the continue pausing on the parking right. enforcement. We're right. going to say if you need to get here, we want you to come downtown and we want you to to, to help out here in this way. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a that's a blueprint for ways we can help. Yeah. Can we cut on machine taxes? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you work in a city and you have to pay a tax actually for operating some equipment, how can we cut those back as well? Yeah. Um, I think those are ways we can really incentivize business growth and, or sustain what we have currently to move forward to really help us recover here. And I would note, if we as conservatives were not comfortable with how 
the current majority on council was not responsible mm-hmm. with the dollars they were receiving in the past three years, which arguably was one of the best economies we've ever experienced in the United States of America. Yeah. How can you expect the current majority, which we don't already trust, to get us out of this? Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm calling on all conservatives coming up this Tuesday. Seriously, if you care about your city, if you want to see some changes, we're poised to make them. We just need you to come out to the polls and vote. Absolutely. And my listeners, if you if you want to protect your Second Amendment right, you better get out and vote. Um, uh, so in closing, I want to mention Lynchburg Indoor Arms again, 113 Sunburst Road. Uh, the phone number is 434-525-2604. Again, they've got an indoor range. They do FFL transfers. Go in there, stop in. Say hello to the guys. Ask them about guns. They'll ask you. They'll answer any question you have. They're good guys. Everybody that works in there, uh, great guys. Chris Feraldi, anything else you want to add? No. Before if, we close, if you have any questions, feel free to give me a call. It's four three four two zero seven two eight two six. You can email me at hello at chrisferaldi.com. That's F A R A L D I, and then it's uh, chrisferaldi.com from there. Okay. And spell your spell your name again. Yes, it's Feraldi. F A R A L D I. Excellent. And um, let's see. Uh, you're on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Chris Feraldi for Lynchburg City Council. Yep. I follow you on Facebook. Okay. Um, well, it was. It's been a pleasure having you here. And I hope next time I see you, I can call you Councilman Feraldi. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if everything goes goes good. Please, 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 people, get out and vote. you got no right to complain if you don't get out and vote. Um, thanks for listening. It's been Active Listening with T4 Tactics. You guys be safe.